Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook. S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! I'll never recover. Ever? Ever. From what? From finding out preseason on another podcast that Jeremy Swayman might have, potentially, could have been, was looked at by, there were rumblings about him becoming a Toronto Maple Leaf in the fourth round. It made me very sad. What? And also, I didn't care. Um, Jeremy Swayman could have been a Leafs draft pick. He thought they were going to pick him. The Leafs went with Ian Scott, who, at the time, was, was he not WHL goalie of the year? He wasn't even at the time. He he had like a pretty whole hum draft year and mm-hmm. then became WHL goalie of the year. So it's right. like, oh man, the Leafs struck gold. They're geniuses. And then injuries. And then he had a variety of injuries and now it's ha- only half a decade later and he's retired. But it's this isn't a shot at Swayman or the John Scott podcast. No, uh, it was that great. He was it was on. great audience. Was just, Is that where it's from? Yeah, it's just everyone sent it to me and they're like, the Leafs are so stupid. And I'm like, well, no, the guy's like hips and groin exploded. And the, I feel yeah. like that's no one's fault. Also, the, the sports thing where we're like, oh, they could have drafted that guy. Nobody drafts or crapshoots across yeah. pro sport. Yeah. Nobody knows. It's... If a team took a player in the sixth round, that means they passed up on that player five times. Yeah. I think they it, didn't know yeah. themselves. I think you can give people shit for the first first 15 picks, maybe. Sure. First 20. I'll even give you the first round. But I don't think you can give anybody shit for like uh, round three or round four. Even even the top of the second round. Like there's times where it's like Alex DeBrincat was a can't miss. Leafs missed. Should have picked. Yeah. Yes. Oliver Shillington. The Leafs should have had. Yep. They gave up. They they just they went and that was when Mark Hunter was running those drafts and the Leafs tended to draft really well in the first round and do nothing afterwards. But you're telling me to get upset about a fourth round draft. Well, pick. this is the thing, Jesse. I that's why I said I'd never recover. The two hundred and thirtieth guy taken. Ah, no. they screwed up. Yeah. It's like a hundred and twenty. No, it's <laughs> thirty. Times. Oh, yeah, it's a little less. It's like like a half. If, whatever. If you, if you want to be upset, be upset that the Leafs traded Tuka Rask for Andrew Raycroft. There you go. Don't yeah. be upset about. And to Jesse's point, don't be upset about Jeremy Swayman. Be happy for Jeremy Swayman. That's that was one of the things they talked about at uh, uh, the Thirty Two Thoughts uh, event in Kitchener, Ontario. Is that T H O T S? What? <laughs> What's T H O T S? Thoughts. Mind. It's a thought. Oh, get it? Oh. Get it? Uh, yeah, Sorry. Right. I was I didn't get home until very late last night. So here, let me chug this real quick. But um we were talking about like Dubas like going for it and trying to hit a grand slam this year and like a uh doing a potentially ridiculous job saving move. But you gotta be careful because if that doesn't work, it can follow you forever. And like Tukarask had an entire Hall of Fame worthy career in the time that it's taken John Ferguson Jr. to become a GM again, which he still hasn't. I don't, I don't remember when he was fired, 2008, something like that. It's 2022. He's been in the NHL the entire time. He's never been a GM again. It's rough. Anyway, we're talking about Leafs goalies and Bruins goalies well, and, and all that. Do you think that. Dubas makes a move this year where he's Has like, to. I'm going to swing for the fences? Sure. No. It all depends on where the no. team will be at the time. You don't? Obviously, don't. but if, if the team is in a position where it's like, okay, they're first in the Atlantic. It looks like they, they're going to do something, but we need to secure this first round playoff berth. Like we need to go get something to push them over the edge. Do you think Dubas pulls the trigger? Here? Nope. 
No. I think he'll make a move, but it's not going to. Dubas is disgustingly Kyle Dubas. Like, uh, he's going to. What's he going to go and get? He's going to go get the market inefficiency, uh, you know, European free agent. He's going to get the old guy going for it. He's going to get the skilled injury prone player who they're going to try to rehabilitate and revive their career, which he has done to success many times. I'm not, I'm not, uh, ripping on him for this. He's going to try to, uh, trade down in the draft <laughs> like every single yes. year. Like there, there are moves you can money in the bank that he's going to do. What? We should set something up on Sports Interaction. It's like Will Dubis trade down in the draft. Trade down in the draft. Yeah, what, like gar- take, take the uh, take the yes. Yeah, guaranteed odds. Thanks. Like easiest money I've ever won. Um, he's done it. I think every year, except maybe the year that they had three picks. <laughs> in what was that? Two years ago. Um, you know the the big barn burner deal. He's made some big deals, but like the earth-shattering ones. Mm-hmm. They're just not there. Do, do you count Nick Felino and the first-round pick that went out went out for him as a big deal? Yeah, look how great that went. Yeah, but first-round picks are a big deal, and he yes. went for it, mm-hmm. and we all saw in the Amazon documentary him and Shani debating over that, and him yeah. actually pulling the trigger. Like, do you expect something like that again, or does he even hold off again, like last year, where he doesn't even send the first-round pick anywhere? You think the Leafs are going to let a guy not sign beyond this year trade a first and two-fourths for, a, like, a third-line vet? So, no. Or second-line vet? Just no no go-for-it trade this year? That's that's Adam Wilde's biggest critique of Dubis, is is your own rental stuff. I hate that. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a fa- I think it's so fair. But, but, but. Yeah. To, to be fair to Kyle, I do actually think, that's why I said yes. When you said, do you think he makes a swing for it move? I absolutely do, because he tried to. He already tried to. What the was deal that? was uh, Matt Nye's two firsts for oh. Hagel and Marc-Andre Fleury. That's a go for it move. Yeah, and, you're right. And by that's the way, that, that would have been really effing helpful Nobody come postseason. It. It, was, it was denied him for, I don't, for reasons unknown. I feel like that story is going to come out one day. But that was a deal he wanted to happen. And for some reason... And the reason is not that Mark Andre Fleury said, I won't waive my no trade clause. That's been proven false. For some reason, that deal didn't happen. Hmm. And then Brandon Hagel proceeded to terrorize the Leafs on the Lightning. <laughs> and I'm just. That mother. There's some, he, something he, happened with that deal, guys. Something happened with that deal. All I'm saying is one day that story's going to come Dubis out. Dubas wanted to do it. Yes, he did. Yeah. I don't know where he ended up, but through the first, I think it was two rounds of the playoffs, Hagel led the entire NHL in drawn penalties. Just <laughs> that son of a gun. Yeah, he drew like four against the Leafs in seven games, four or five. Anyway, um, where did this come? No, from? but Adam was making <laughs> a point in that. <laughs> My point is that I think, think he's going to do it. I think it happens at the trade deadline, and whether or not, like, listen, so much about what the NHL is is like what trades are available, right? What's actually available, and I think this deadline is going to be very interesting because there's a lot of guys that can't move now that probably need to move. Like, I can't see the Chicago Blackhawks holding on to Patrick Kane as an own rental. You know what I mean? They're not like, hey, we got better because we got the same guy. I think that they will move him. And I think he'll move before the trade deadline, if not at the trade deadline, when team space is at their max. And the Chicago Blackhawks have most of the deal paid anyway. And they can hold back half of it. Mm-hmm. Like you could even, if you want to get super wild with it, you could have Kyle Dubas do what he did a couple of years ago where he swings it through a couple of teams and he's only, and then it's a quarter retained or something like yeah, that. And I'm using... Patrick Kane is a big example because he's going to be 
everybody's going to watch what he's going to be doing this year, right? Everybody's going to say, where's he going? Where's he going? Where's he going? I'm excited for the season to begin so we can come up with other names. <laughs> like, because <laughs> yeah. like, this is a, it's an uncreative time of year. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We um, need to know who sucks to get the names, you know? Yes. The bottom teams need to send out the guys who are going to be UFAs, but and, we don't know who sucks. And we yet. have three teams right yeah. now. Arizona, uh, who don't, like, you know, have players, and uh, Chicago, mm -hmm. and Philly. Except Philly fans don't believe that yet. No, they do. They do, yeah. No, they do. <laughs> they do. I've spoke, I spoke to one last night. They're just like, hey, you always crap on my team. I'm like, but they're bad. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. They know. They know. And like, you're, you're right now, you're probably going, what about, but what about? Yeah, they're close. They're close. Everybody else has a shot. We need a little bit of October, November hockey to, yeah. to f make sure they stink. This year is so interesting for the Leafs because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven, seven UFAs on their team. Uh, on their starting roster. So in terms of own rentals, Kyle Dubas is just going to hang on those seven. We'll see. They're I definitely mean, holding on to Kerfoot, huh? Oh, yeah. He's so useful. Yeah. I just don't see how you find a more useful player. Yeah. Like, he plays everywhere. Yeah. It's 3. awesome. 3.5. Yeah. There's, surely they can do better than that. And also everyone's hurt. So don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Tavares um, now. How do we feel about uh, leading scorer Dennis Malgan? <laughs> Yo. I told you, he's disgusting. He's a great player. <laughs> best, best player. No, like, I know everyone's down on him because here's, here's what the trade was mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, Dennis Malgan, who played eight games and did nothing mm -hmm. um, for Mason Marchment, who provided a lot that the Leafs lacked who went on to become an amazing player for the Panthers and just signed a big money deal in Dallas because of how amazing he was with the Panthers. That's what that deal was forever. Malgan uh, led two different Swiss teams in scoring throughout that time. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. And I know people are going to point that out. Dude, literally who cares? Name the teams. Oh, <laughs> I got in front of me. I like it. Them, I like it. I like it. One of them I think was Lugano. No. Shit, I don't know. Zer no, not Zurich. I don't think he played on Zurich. Who did he play for? Uh, Zurich. Yeah. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> and uh, Lusani? Uh, Luc I don't know. Lausanne? Lausanne? Oh, I don't know. Switzerland? I don't know. Switzerland? You have four you know? official languages and <laughs> it screws everything up. Know. How dare you? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, you're 0 for 2. Yeah, but here's the reality of it. He played 192 NHL games before that trade, which was a lot more than Mason Marchman at the time. I don't know what it is uh, right now. He is younger than Mason Marchman, which mm -hmm. a lot of people forget. He's still only 25. He would have been a Leaf for the last two years. I would love someone to do a feature on him and, and ask him, like, so what went into your decision, uh, decision to go back to Switzerland? Was it that the world stopped? And I imagine, yeah. Like, and he also probably knew he wasn't going to make the team. Or, or like he would be a fringe player and like, okay, do you want to be a fringe player in what is essentially luxury prison? Or do you want to play hockey in your home country where you only travel within your home country? And it's a lot smaller than yeah. Canada. I think it's a pretty easy choice. I do too. 
I do too. They're paid well in the Swiss league too. And now like talk about uh, having your cake and eating it too. He's still only 25 and here he is in the NHL and he's probably going to make it. Sure. looks like he's going to make the team out of camp Mm -hmm. injuries or not. I don't know. Like give him a chance for God's sake. Like I I just get the sense that there are some Leaf fans actively cheering against him. And that hurts the team that you cheer for. There seems to be three people. Stop that. Three people. Well, there's always like a whipping boy, right? Like remember when, why is it Dennis Malgin? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, he's eight games away from having his NHLPA. um, uh, There's like, like if you play 200 games, you get a pension. Mm. He's so. also eight games away from doubling his Leafs gameplay total. <laughs> it's so funny. it's an eight. Eight is a big number for him. The 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 funny thing uh, is that like every team has like a whipping a whipping boy who maybe doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like you we the first one you really kind of caught me on to, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Was Mason Raymond on the Canucks who had like a devastating back injury? Yeah, and was a very good player. And then and then Canucks fans are like, he's trash. Get rid of him. Every, the best team in the league has a worst player. Yes, but he wasn't that. He was I, actually a good all, player. I don't think he was that. Second of all, like you don't understand what a bad player is. Like the, those early 2010s Canucks teams, you don't understand. And then when he came to the Leafs, I was like, see, he's amazing. You 19 know? goals in 82 games, man. He had a 45-point year, signed a three-year deal with Calgary, and only scored 16 more career goals. Yeah, he, did, he didn't do so good after that. But the Leafs helped him get the bag. Yeah, it's true. He did secure the bag. Helped him get the bag. He had, in 546 games, 251 points. I'd say that's a good career. Drew, producer Drew, um, was like, I can't believe you guys got Obey Kubel for a million bucks. I get, oh, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you don't know. You don't know. What do you mean? Because he cheered for the... Colorado Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> and oh no, this guy who's a former like second round pick, no, he's garbage. He's garbage. Oh, he thinks it was a bad yeah, deal. Yeah. Was, oh, I was unsure about uh, that. Yeah, I thought I you were like, saying that like, oh, like, we got deal. him a steal. We got no, Kubella no, as no. A steal. No, he's he's he I think he's just mad at him for denting the cup. Which, <laughs> isn't it perfect that the guy who like mangled the Stanley Cup is on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Can I ask you a question about training no. camp? And, anyway, and so Adam, <laughs> <Sorry, what>? <laughs> <laughs> so training camp opens up. You were at Media Day and all that, sure all that was. fun stuff. Everyone was in the best shape of their career. One I of bet. the storylines, speaking of people being in shape, was Mitch Marner. Uh, Luke Fox had this. A couple other reporters had this. They say he beefed up. He's heavier this year. Did you find that? And then what did you think of the preseason? Did you find that he's bigger? I didn't hear. Let me, let me go look through my phone at the pictures. Let me go stare at a man's <laughs> legs whose photo I have on my phone. Uh, oh, hello, William Nylander. Hello, John Tavares, who is also Quadzilla. Um, I mean, there's an... Yeah, you know what? Marner's got huge freaking legs, man. Yeah, I could I could see that he beefed up a little nine bit. Nine I mean, pounds of muscle over the offseason. That that's what the report was. Okay. Nine pounds. Wow. I believe that. that on a on a framework like okay. So they juice they juice up the uh, and not actual juice, but they they juice the numbers a little bit on how tall and how big some you of these players are. You can wipe with those numbers. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, but like if 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 even if Martyr's numbers are accurate, he's tiny mm-hmm. by NHL standards even though he's about the same height as you and I are. 
Right. He's taller. I got the He's quote. Taller. I got taller. the quote here from uh, Luke Fox. He says, uh, "One thing the six foot right winger has already built on is his frame." Like Mitch Marner's six feet tall. I'll, <laughs> Are you I'll kidding die, me? I'll die on the hill that he's six feet tall. People don't believe me. I look up at him. Muscle, muscling up from one seventy two to one eighty one. He's proud of the adjustments he's made over the summer, primarily eating healthier with a focus on muscle building uh, nutrition. It's not much of a jump, he says, but it is still a couple of pounds that make you feel a little stronger. Dude, that's, that's a huge jump. That's 5% of your body weight, roughly. Here, I'm going to... That's an enormous jump, man. Uh, and, and you know, I mean, obviously it's preseason, so how can you really tell? But uh, <laughs> Neilander already said, he came out and I love this quote, he was like... Uh, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, you can already see he's winning more puck battles. It's like, well, of course he's going to say that. But I, I think that that's great. And, and for really? Mitch Marner to jump that much is, is I mean, on a, on, you know what I'm talking about when I say skinny guy frames, right? Yeah. There are guys like us, Steve, who can put on, put on pounds, no problem. We don't need to have protein shakes to, to do that. We and have then the Luke Shen build. That's right. The, the Luke and Braden Shen build. And then there's the Cody Eakin build. There's the, <laughs> which is, I've, or the I've Jesse told, Blake build. Yeah, I've told that story before um, at Team Canada camp many years ago. Braden Shen was on like a calorie counting thing. Cody Eakin, they're like, you eat, you need to eat 3,000 calories a day. Um, you know, I've, I heard a story about Nikita Filatov like eating... T- to the point of throwing up. So Steve, they just wanted him to put on weight. Steve wanted me to put this picture on the screen. It's Steve and Jesse Pollock. <laughs> he does look like Jesse Pollock. <laughs> oh wow, he does. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. It's a uh, Stephen Mitch Marner. Yeah, hockey player like with Jesse strong Pollock. looking legs. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I I wonder how it's gonna change his game. Like, do we see Mitch Marner get in the corners more and win more puck battles like William Nylander says? Is it harder to knock off the puck? I think yeah. that's the thing, right? He wins them. He doesn't need to win puck battles with muscle. Right. Mitch Marner does win the majority of the puck battles. He just does it other ways other than, hey, I'm going to fucking steamroll this guy. He gets got maybe twice a season. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I, if there were things that I was like, there, there's very little bad you can say about Mitch Marner. Very little. Yeah. But on the list of things that you maybe could say, well, I'd like to see some improvement there. Winning puck battles isn't one of them. It's just not. Well, and especially I, last season, like, oh, man, I wish this guy would shoot more and I wish he would score more. He did both those things. Yep. And he scored a lot of goals. While being their most important penalty killer, um, you know, a huge part of uh, what makes the power play tick. Like, wh- I'm sorry. I don't know what else you want. And now he's 20. Is he 25? Is he Dennis Mulligan's age? 25? Yeah, I, I think so. Let's triple check. How old's Willie now? Mm, he's he's got to be in there too. I don't believe player ages. Uh, okay, so I got the team up here. Uh, Austin's 25, Mitchie's 25, Willie's 26. Wow. There you go. Oh my God, they're men. They're men now. That's here. Can I throw out a theory? He's a man now. He's a man now. Yeah. I don't know. Men put on weight. There's being there's being an adult and then there's like 25, 26, like, okay, you're a bit more of a like a man <laughs> frame out, right? It's not even that he put on weight, it's that he strategically did it to put on muscle. Totally. Yeah. 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 I mean, he lifted a bunch of weights. And you know, I'm I'm no sports scientist, but he doesn't have a lot of off seasons left to do that. Mm. Really? Mm. Because after a certain age, they recommend you actually kind of stop uh doing that. You don't stop lifting altogether or stop trying to get stronger and putting on muscle. But 
it gets to a point where you're a higher injury risk. This has been the conversation around PK Subban and his retirement and everything, but you become a higher injury risk the older you get uh, when it comes to lifting. So yeah, you're not like powerlifting so much as you're doing it for yeah. like that. What do they call it? The sinew, like that sort of strong, long. What is that yeah. word? Sinew. You've sinewy. Never heard that word? Sinewy. 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 No. It's like um, like you're you're. Um, how do I even describe it? Like, it's the difference between, like, what Shaq looks like. And by the way, Shaq is fucking jacked now. Have you guys seen him? Holy he's shit. He's always seven jacked. But like, no, he, but he's got no, abs like, now. He's got abs. You, you guys, you you guys ever watched Young ripped. Shaq? When Young Shaq in the NBA? Laker Shaq was not Laker ripped. Shaq was fucking Kobe he, got he, mad at him for a reason. <laughs> he was like, not. You see some pictures, you're like, man, if you were not that big, like, right. he's physically imposing. It didn't matter. That, that line where Kobe says, uh, we would have won eight more championships if, if you had the work ethic that I had or whatever that oh, was. Oh. Oh. Um, but like Orlando Magic Shaq. Oh, my God. Like yeah, that absolutely. dude was, was a sl- slender man. He was. Embarrassing. But again, <laughs> hit 25 things change right right? and i think i think in in shaq's case um he's just so gigantic it doesn't matter but what i was going to say is like the sinewy thing is like i'm referring to the shaq photo because i saw it recently but also someone i've seen a lot recently shirtless against my will has been adam levine um and that guy is like the sinewy kind of thing you know what i mean he's like uh he's not he's not jacked but he's in good shape i think it'd be much easier to say some guys are naturally big and some guys are naturally not i think i don't think you did a good job explaining that yeah what do you mean you just compared shaq to adam levine (laughs) well there's a difference isn't there i mean i didn't say they were the same i said they were completely different that's true I yeah, think I okay. did a perfect job. So you just contrast Shaq and Adam Levine. Absolutely. All right, know. I like this game. Thank you. Tweet us if you didn't understand anything that Adam All just said. All I'm saying said. is that he's muscular, <laughs> but not necessarily jacked up. Let us know. Anyway, that SDBN Sports, no. Adam said nonsense. Tell me how right I was. <laughs> um, so, uh, listen, it's uh, it's exciting times for the Leafs. It was kind of, kind of fun to watch it back-to-back on a Saturday night. And what was crazy is that... I think for both games, the announced crowds were over 15,000. That's so big. For preseason. Oh, Unbelievable. Man. So they had thir- like 30,000 people went and saw the Leafs on Saturday uh, and split squads. Preseason crowds are different than um, regular season crowds. Well, because they're, they're actual fans? Cause, well, because they're affordable seats. And Mike Stevens saw a guy with a Michael Hutchinson jersey. <laughs> I did see that. And I he saw that. asked him about it. Did you see the follow-up? It was game-worn. He was a game-worn Michael Hutchinson jersey. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love Leaf that. Leaf man, no one's like Leaf fans. Mm-mm. No one in the entire world. I'm trying to think of, like, a comparable. Are there any Vegas fans with a game-worn Oscar dance jersey? That I'm they, sure they're, they're wearing. <laughs> like, that's, home, that's kind of the comparable. Who was the Russian guy that they brought over that they never played, and they were like, get out of here? Vadim Chipachov. Yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, thanks, come on over. No, get the hell out. It you know who, weird. Uh, so I was doing the Prospect Pyramid video, which is up now, and actually I'd like to talk about it if we have time. Hell but, no. Okay, fine. Of course. Of course. Um, you know who I forgot about and was reminded about? Kirill Semyonov. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That guy was a Leaf for a hot minute. He played nine games with the Marlies, nine points, and then he went, ah, I think I'd rather go to Russia. And then he did. There you go. Never seen him again. Um... Let's get into, as Jesse said, you can bet that 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Let's go. Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportbook presents You Can Bet That with David Bastel. Must be 19 plus. Please play responsibly, Ontario only. 
and back from Winnipeg with their spotty Wi-Fi. It's Dave. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Wow, it's spotty, real. You're being complimentary, uh, complimentary right now. <laughs> Gee whiz, what a headache. We couldn't get you on last week because the Wi-Fi was bad in Winnipeg. Who knew? Yeah, me. Well, I I've never heard that story. Never. Was it at least a good trip? Did you have fun? Yeah, a really good time. Uh, as you guys know, my brother uh, is now married, and uh, we had a good time visiting family and friends and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, even got a chance to see Jet's uh, training camp, so that was kind of cool, too. That is cool. Now, we've got odds on the winner of the Atlantic Division this year. Yes. Surprisingly, the Leafs <laughs> are the betting favorite. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you guys. I kind of picked this out today just because... Uh, you know what? We, we do talk about the Maple Leafs quite a bit. I'm just wondering, do you feel they are the favorites in what is arguably the best division in hockey? I I said months ago I could easily see them winning the President's Trophy, which okay. would involve them winning the division. Yes. Um, it does nothing come April. Um, <laughs> but this is I, true. No, I, I could see it. Like Tampa... Uh, we all know they don't go full tilt until the playoffs start. Mm -hmm. The Panthers might, I'm worried. I'm, I'm afraid to say it, but they might take a step back from at very least being the best regular season team in the league. And then after that, it's like, who's really going to challenge for the division? Could Boston? Cause Boston's at an 11.01. .01. So if you yeah. take that bet. That's a pretty solid return. They could do it with Krejci back, Bergeron back. Like it's it's the last ride. Right? If you're a Bruins fan, absolutely. Um, just because of that last ride vibe to it. But I actually, uh, the Leafs being the betting favorite isn't that nuts. Okay, yeah. yep. Jesse, what would you take? I don't know. Where's Ottawa sitting there? Ottawa they got is, high hopes in Ottawa. They're at a twenty-seven point five. They're high. They're high. Uh -oh. Somebody Ottawa. turn off that mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Ottawa. <laughs> all I hear about are they is on there. Yeah, they are. The, of course, they're they are. on there. Holy! But Montreal's at a one three seven. All I hear about in Ottawa is how great their forward group is, and you know, go out there, That's prove true. it, win a division. Okay. Hey, you know what? They were the busiest team as far as bringing in talent in the division, right? I mean, uh, Florida made a couple big trades, but I mean, the amount of players the Ottawa Senators have brought in, including another goaltender, right? You know, maybe bounce back Thomas Shabbat. Maybe they're a playoff team. Eh. Never know. We we uh, we talked about this a little bit while you were gone last week, Dave, because we loved it so much. Phil Castle, we had a huge debate over yes. or under 16 and a half goals. Yes. So where did it land with you guys? What what was the deciding margin here? I said over because it's more fun. I okay. said over because I believe in Phil. Yeah, and I'm wow. gonna side on the over. Wow. You're gonna be on the over. Yeah, I saw in preseason uh Phil Castle playing with Jack Eichel. And it, he, it was an assist. It wasn't a, a goal, but he passed it over to Eichel. Eichel had a great shot. And if those two are teaming up, I can see Phil getting 20 goals this year. I Phil does well with fiery centers. He brought the best out of Malkin. Malkin brought the best out of him. Mm -hmm. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it'll be fun. And, and you know what? Somebody there has got to score some goals, right? Oh, yeah. They've lost some goal scoring. I think Phil will do fine. They'll be a-okay. And he's playing top six minutes, right? And he's going to see yep. the power play as well. He still has the legs. I know he's 35 in a couple of weeks, but you're right. If he's if he's matched up properly, and, and you know what? He also has his habit of, oh, I don't know, playing every single game. Yeah. About to say, he's not exactly injury prone. Not exactly. No, no. So. Exactly. Well, thanks, Dave, so much. It's nice to have you back from Winnipeg, my friend. Yay. Nice to be back, guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you Thursday. You bet. So, 
Um, I uh, you've got something coming out here with Sportsnet, right? Like the uh, do you have like a prospect pyramid? Oh no, that, no, no. that is my channel. Oh Gosh, darn it! Call I, it call it what it is. What? Oh, is it the Nick Robertson is the defenseman video? Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, it, it's, yes, but no. <laughs> I, what is it called, Jesse? I it's, don't know. It's called the Big PP. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, yes, that's ruined forever. You, did you just come up with that? Yeah, or you wait, have you been waiting on that all no, summer? Prospect pyramid. I sure the big PB. That's what it's called. Uh, you ever like, come up like, with a really good concept <laughs> that you ruin by getting a player's position wrong and you work for years to rebuild it? And then Jesse in one sentence ruins it again. I, I love, the big PP is the way he pronounced it. And I think that's how, how it has it's to be. The Please don't PP fill video. the comment section with that. <laughs> that's what it's called, everybody. It's called the prospect pyramid. The PP. Oh, great. <laughs> um, so what's uh, what's yeah, going on so with the big PP? <laughs> <laughs> what is Tell the big about. Tell us. Describe the big PP for us. Bigger than years past. Same, same as usual. Depends what mood it's in. Um, so, will you show us the prospect? Will you let it grow on us. The goddamn prospect pyramid <laughs> is an idea I came up with. You fuckers, with friends like these. You know, oh yeah, you think your Twitter comments upsets me? Adam and Jesse are my best friends. It's awful. <laughs> Sorry. Life is agony. <laughs> Steve, tell us about your great video. <laughs> <laughs> the great PP. So my dick video <laughs> is, uh, well, could have phrased that better, is, uh, so the prospect pyramid yep. is about <laughs> the Leafs prospects, guys. Okay. Right? All right. Oh, and, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of uh, places... <laughs> Jesse, when you get Jesse going, it's one of the proudest moments of your life. I want you to know this. Before we get into Steve's video. At Virgin Radio, we would compete to see how many times we could get Jesse to laugh. And we got him to laugh. We had a good morning. Once. Jesse is your Dion Phenomenon. Absolutely. That, that what Talk about okay. the prospect pyramid. So what do you got? Okay. So the prospect pyramid I came up with when Matthews and Marner were rookies. And instead of ranking prospects 1 to 10 or 1 to 20 or whatever, I put them in tiers. Mm. And the Leafs have not had a number one since Matthews, and that's not an insult. It's just really hard to get number ones. Number two this year, we have a number two for the first time in several years. Hmm. Matthew Nyes. Oh! I, I had him in three, and I spoke to... I, I, I run my list by people, and they're like, yeah, move this guy, move that guy, move that And I didn't move anybody except Matthew Nyes, because I was told, no, you're nuts. You're nuts. He's that good. You've so, got to have him in number two. The, so the thing with him, it, what's going to be interesting is the um, the fact that the Leafs are probably going to be able to access him for the playoffs if they want to. It sounds like it. and Like, like they almost did last year. I'm right. cheering for his success, and I, I want him to be as successful as possible, but also the quicker Minnesota... University of Minnesota loses the faster he can join the team. Yeah. Um, but no, no. I want him to win the whatever it is. You want the experience of winning. Yep. I want him to win that. Um, but uh I also wanted to say about the prospect pyramid, I really hope you watch it because not just because it was really hard to do and it was thirty nine minutes long and it's the first one I didn't edit myself. Producer Drew did it, and Drew, I'm so sorry. And I'm sorry for a couple reasons. One that he had to do graphics for a 39-minute video. And two, that he uploaded it first thing this morning, 
And then after it had about a thousand views, he had to take it down and upload it again because he he talked about one of the Leafs' top prospects, Mick Abruzzese. <laughs> who you, you said Mick Abruzzese? Mick? I didn't. He did on the graphic. Oh, oh yeah, no. And I didn't tell him to delete it. I was like, dude, just live with it. I've lived with far worse. The Nick Robertson is a defenseman video is still up. And he's like, no, no, you got to take it down. So please go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> make sure, make sure you point it out though. No. Make sure you point out that you know. Just say, hey, the graphics on the big PP video are slick. <laughs> Something like or that. Or whenever he comes out with one of his hot takes on Twitter, you can just come, come back and be like, how's Mick Abruzzese doing? Mick. Where did you put him, by the way? I th- mm, four, four, four. Now that's not an insult. Four is the the comparison I always have is I had Zach Hyman as a four, um, in the first year, and I don't regret it. Like it wasn't a mistake. That's a player who's growing. It's right? a, yeah. So it's it's a player who it's you know the it's not for certain they're going to make the NHL it's not for certain they're going to play 200 games in the NHL it's not for certain they're going to have the highest ceiling in the NHL and i know the way Zach Hyman's career is gone that seems really stupid but if you go and look at Zach Hyman before he made the NHL like i was surprised when the leafs called him up at all um and Keith was talking about how much he loved him and Dubas was talking about how much he loved him when Keith was with the Marlies and Dubas was with the Marlies. You did an interview for Sportsnet and I remember that interview yeah. and you were like the one thing that surprised you was that. And they both separately from each other said the most underrated forward on this team is Zach Hyman. And I you looked at the numbers and like advanced statistics are still difficult to come by when it comes to the AHL and they were non-existent at the time I'm pretty sure but you you looked at his scoring numbers and you're like I don't I don't see it Mm. I don't see it and it's not like I was able to get out to every Marley's game watching him play you're like yeah he's good do you remember when I didn't know he was going to be playing on McDavid's wing that was right around the time we um you know NHL had they had this in Canada at the time too I think they've gotten rid of it this year where you could have a subscription to the NHL and watch all the games and out of market and all that stuff yeah. Um. And the AHL had it, and the AHLs was four hundred dollars oh a year, and the NHLs was like one hundred and twenty. And we did a whole bit on it, and then suspiciously, a couple months later, it just changed to a hundred dollars a year. That's one of the wildest. That was weird. Wildest. If you're you're sick and deranged, if you paid that four hundred, unless you it was are for a work. sick puppy, like a write off. You work. should. You should. W- with every, if you bought that package, you should get season seats to whatever team is closest to you. <laughs> yeah, it should come with season seats. Yes. And some free food, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to pay for nothing. Anyway. Because seats so, are like 20 bucks a pop, right? It's not crazy. Something like that. 20, 30. Yeah. Anyway, the big PP video um, has Nick Abruzzese in tier four because uh, for him, I would say his ceiling is a little higher, but his odds of really sticking and playing a lot or lower. What uh, what do you define as a prospect? And I'm sure you get into this in the video, but like people are going to say, where would you put Nick Robertson? Is he in the pyramid? Yeah, no, he's he's a prospect for sure. He's, I think the most games he's ever played in a season is 10 last year. Um, Sandine, has, who has played 80 career Six games. Yeah. yeah, he's not a prospect. Joey Anderson, who has played, I think it's over a hundred games or whatever. 
uh, from his time with the Devils and a little bit with the Leafs. He's not a prospect. You know who I put in the pyramid and I don't really think I should have is Eric Shelgren, who mm. is 26. Old. He's older than Ilya Samsonov. Wow. <laughs> right? But yeah, I think you can be a prospect because you're not an established NHLer. No. I think no? there's there's an age. Like if you're 30. There has to be an age yeah. or, and games played limit. Okay, but right. like as a prospective NHLer, that would be the definition. And you would call yeah. Shogren that, would you not? Yes. Yeah, and goalies also age differently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Goalies age differently. Um, and there was a little bit of goalie drama. Where Where is Shogren on the pyramid? Is he the highest goalie? All, every goalie is tier four. Okay. Every goalie wow. is tier four. Uh, I put them all in the same cluster. Okay. Um, but last year, Artur Akhtimov, who's... Um, He's a Leafs goalie prospect who I'm, I actually, I'm optimistic for. He played in the VHL, which is like the KHL's AHL. Mm-hmm. Then there's Vyacheslav Peksa, who's another Russian goaltender the Leafs have. He played in the uh, MHL. Never heard of him. He's like a sixth round pick or oh, something wow. from the bubble year, probably. No, you know, you know why you didn't hear about him? Because he was drafted at like 11 at night because that <laughs> friggin' draft went forever. Um, uh, he was, he was with the MHL. And he had a fantastic season in the MHL, which is basically like juniors. So it's like under quote unquote the VHL. So he's the starting goalie for his team. Akimov, when his VHL season is done, gets sent down to the MHL team and was not good in the playoffs at all. Oh. So Paxa played the games and he was lights out. Hmm. But now I'm happy to say they're both of their seasons have begun. Uh, Akhtimov back in the VHL, Pexa back in the MHL, and they are both kicking absolute ass. It sounds like it should have been the other way, though, if the guy who goes down and he sucks. Yeah, but, like, I mean, it doesn't always work that way. You, you come down a level, shots are coming at you at different speed, different mm. offensive structures. The VHL team Akhtimov was on was not good at all. Pex's MHL team was great. So, I don't know. I, I can see how a, a goalie would get screwed up by that but the point is they're they're both doing amazingly now yeah and i talk about that on the big pp video <laughs> you should check out on my youtube channel the big pp um so i, I want to bring up this that's making the rounds on twitter because like there's some there's some nhl stuff but really it's like i think a lot of it is it's there was that initial explosion of camp started and that was great and then we had a few games this weekend and then it sort of trailed off now it's you know, guess who's hurt. There's yeah, guess who's hurt and line combinations, right? Oh, and, I want to spend an hour on the Rangers keeping the kid line together. Do you think they actually will? Yeah, fuck who, yeah. Who no is it again? Way. It's right. Lafreniere. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I thought he was with Panera. Bring it up. We don't have to do this. I mean, it sounds I, like you really want to. <laughs> I just feel like it's a little early, but okay, okay. Let's no. we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. September twenty seventh is not early. No, 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 go ahead. Well, what, what, what else? We got? Well, I was I was going to talk. We, we could mention the fact that they're also considering Mangiapane and Kadri on the same line, which Ugh. what a God. hell in a cell like that yeah. would suck. That's going to suck for everybody. And I, I was blown away actually. I keep thinking about oh, what are the Oilers going to do? What are the Oilers going to do? Because it's kind of fun to see the Battle of Alberta rivalry, right? What are the Flames going to do? What are the Oilers going to do? They're only playing each other three times this year. Yeah, why? I don't know. I, I saw that. Elliot that was, was talking about it. I was like, what? Really? And I guess a lot of the division matchups are much, much less this year, which I, is odd. I don't, that is. I don't either. I didn't, I didn't understand that. I, didn't, I, I don't know why that is the case, but it seems to be the way they've scheduled I it. I thought division matchups were all 
That was the NHL's for thing. Each. I wonder, is it? does it have anything to do with the Kraken uh, adding more teams to the Pacific? I don't know. Would it really? Because they used to play six games this season against each other. Yeah, that was too many. You think so? Four, four, I think, was the sweet Good and clean? Yeah, that was good. Okay. I always feel like if teams are going to play each other twice, it should be somewhat close together. Because I remember when the the Leafs and the Canucks played each other in like 2018 or 2019, and they hated each other. And then it was like, all right, you're not going to meet again until March. And it was October. And it just, it's dead by then. last year, too. Yeah, Yeah. you got to have some fight, right? Um. I did want to bring this up, though, and I think this is the most important news that we need to get to. Um, gambling.com. They have researchers, and they took a popular beauty measurement app called Golden Ratio Face. And by the way, the way they measure beauty in mathematics is that it's, it's symmetry, right? It's sort I've of like, heard of that's the, the general ratio. rule, but it's obviously not perfect. Yeah, they right? used uh, my face for a number of years. So they wanted to help determine which NHL coaches are aging like fine wines and which one are uh, whose hard knock hockey careers have taken their their uh, their toll. Can, so, can I ask a question? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Why? But would I they just thought. Want this why do they need to know that? I yeah. don't know. But I just thought that you guys would want to guess who the top three best looking coaches, according to uh, an app, are. Because uh, <laughs> it's preseason content, guys. Who do you think the top three hottest coaches in the NHL are? Give us your top three. Just, I mean, for the eyes alone, I think David Quinn. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. What, what a rocket. I'm playing with my chest hair, I just realized, while I'm talking And it's about head this. coaches, by the way. Head coaches. Head co- oh, Jesse, thank I just you for to bringing up, the list I just wanted to bring up, up the list of NHL head coaches. Here. Why are you looking at their stats? I just have the list of NHL head coaches. Oh, okay. It, he was explaining that. next to them. Yeah, but you had <laughs> hey, the pictures. Hey, idiot, why don't you delete them? No, I'm not. I'm trying to. No, I'm not looking at the pictures. I just want to why know not? the names. Well, look at the is, pictures. You can oh, the pictures. I thought it would yeah, be look cheating. at the pictures. All right. No, that's not pictures. cheating. Cheating would be knowing what the app said. Um, I'm going to say Rod Brindamore is on the list. You see, Rod Brindamore is a man. Yeah. You know, there's so something hot about that. That's one guess. Rod Brindamore. But remember, we're looking for handsome, not necessarily hot. Mike Sullivan? John Cooper? Okay, you guys pick your three. Don't say a bunch oh. of lies. Pick your three. I got. I got okay. Three. I got okay. Three. David ja- Quinn. Okay. David Quinn of San Jose. Jared Bednar. Okay. And I'm and I'll say Mike Sullivan. And Mike. Oh, Sullivan. Gee, no, no, no! I'm taking away Mike Sullivan. Can I take him away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Martin Saint Louis. It's mm, a good one. None of Steve's made the top ten. <laughs> what? <laughs> Idiot. That's garbage. <laughs> Jesse, just say idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid guy over all right, here. All right, Jesse. All right. Jesse, give us your top three hotties. Rod or handsomes. Handsomes. Rod hotties. Brindamore. Okay. Uh, John Cooper. Okay. And Dallas Eakins. Interesting. Three guys who couldn't look more different. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't look less a, alike. Oh, how many How many I get in the top ten? You got two. Ah! Yeah, take your PP video. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right. So can you put this up on the big board? Okay. I'm going to give you the top three right now. Or do you want me to count down from 10? We've got time. Where did you find this? This is, uh, this is, it's, it's making its rounds on Twitter right now. If you had been on Twitter before you walked in my house, you would have seen it. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody's talking about it. So are you, are you, are you ready to put the, the faces up on the big board here, Jesse? Uh, the people who are yeah. top three? All right. Yeah. Well, well, do we want top three or top 10? What do you want to do? It's up to you. Okay, we'll, we'll count it down from 10. What, did they yeah. rank them 1 to 32 like South Park? Yeah, they did. They gave them a score out of 10. They, right. That's awful. It's the app. It's not, and it's just, it's about handsome. It's just, it's, it's about okay, it's something so stupid. Is. Go ahead, stupid. give me 10. Uh, tied at 10. Dean Evason of the Minnesota Wild. 
Bring him up. I have no idea what he looks like. Oh, okay. I didn't either. There he is. Okay, no, Dean Evison, Minnesota Wild. That's a horrible picture that you brought up, Jesse. <laughs> it's the one on Wikipedia. <laughs> what about and... the mustache on the guy behind him? That guy's way more handsome. Look at that. And he's on both sides of him, too, because yeah. of the reflection in the glass. Let's go. And tied also at 10, Rod Brindamore. Ah, okay. Brindy. There we go. Where's, where's the picture of Brindamore? There he is. That's, that's not a great picture of Rod That's a picture of his cheek that couldn't be <laughs> whatever you know what rod brindamore looks like at this point it's on the screen see rod rod the bod see i don't know what defines handsome because it's like, not it's like rod rod to me is the hottest is it from Handsomest the is different. or the pecs up because if it's a pecs up that's an unfair advantage his pecs have pecs all right what's who's a listen rod's gonna tell you what to do and you're gonna do it okay eight? okay um, like all right we so no one needed that. at number nine no tie here john tortorella of the philadelphia flyers ladies and gentlemen he always wears a tie, though. He does. It he should. Does. It shouldn't it be eight because there's two at ten. No, because we got two at ten, so it's. Oh no, but I don't. This know. This is based on hot. <laughs> okay, it's based on this handsome. Is, it's not based on this hot. This is biest. Here's the yeah, other one that Jesse got right. Biest. Tied at seven. Craig Berube and Dallas Eakins. No. No. What do you mean no? I we mean, have to look at Dallas. I mean, Eakins. they're wrong. Both former NHL players. There's Craig Berube this right there. This is how lists work. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> Adam. This might be bad. No, it's not. Yes, <laughs> keep going, keep going, Dallas. Eakins. Oh, Do I get see. to give you shit for bringing this bit to the show for no, seven years? It's making its way. Oh yeah, I think Dallas Eakins is really no, handsome. This is great. Okay, that flow is unreal. It's though. a great flow. Yeah, but he's seven. Okay, well, and you said there's two sevens. There's two sevens. Berube so and Eakins. Are we also going looks, to five? We're going to six, and we're going to five. Yeah, we're going. Going to six. What's the name of the cop from Broadchurch? Rick. That's what he looks. Rick like. Bonus of the Winnipeg Jets. Rick what? Bonus is number six with an eight point six out of ten. <laughs> I love how upset. This there's is no picture, you guys. picture of Rick Bonus. <laughs> they don't have. They couldn't even they picture. Adam, this is catastrophic. We're going the. We're Adam, going the whole way, awful. boys. Going the whole way. Well, so I guess I suppose we are now. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah, what? There's Rick. Guy. I there want is. you to stop this list at two. No. You should. No, because number one is worth it. Trust me. So there's Rick Bonus. This guy, if, Rick Bonus, is the what you said, seven hottest. Sixth hottest. <laughs> sixth no, hottest? handsomest. It's not hot. It's handsome. It's different. No. Hot is different than handsome, and we know that. Sixth hottest NHL head coach. Yeah. Yeah. We mm. you know when someone says you're a handsome fellow versus handsome. you're hot. It's if, different. It's a different at, conversation. If at the end of all this, Sheldon Keefe is in number one, I'm gonna kick your ass. Okay. Uh number five. The guy Rick Bonus replaced. It's Paul Maurice, former Leafs coach. You know, well, what? he's not coaching. Yes, he is. He's coaching he's the Flyers. Panthers. Or Panthers, I mean. Flyers. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what? He's, he's like, I don't want to coach anymore. Okay, I'll do the Panthers. Does though. the voice get um, factored into it? Yeah. You know, I think uh, I forgot. He's got the just that. woke up voice. Yeah. And he's coaching the Panthers. Isn't that nuts? Oh, yeah, they had a guy shit. literally who won who was the all star coach, head coach, and didn't get to retain the job yeah. because of the second round of Andrew Burnett. It's great. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Burnett. Uh number four. Wow. Of the Nashville Predators. Did you do this on Virgin this morning? No, Nashville Predators. John Hines. John H Y N E S. Voldemort. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> he is according to the Golden Rule. <laughs> what the? <laughs> this man. <laughs> All right. What is he for? He's, yeah, he scored an 8.65 because, again, it's about facial symmetry, people. An 8.65 on what? At, uh, on the Golden Rule, which is an app that, that, that looks at your facial symmetry. 
Jesse, dude, rate how beautiful you are. We outnumber him two to one. Can we fire him? Okay, and then and then you're <laughs> fired. No, no we're it's, doing it. It's today's Adam's last. We're day going on the all the way. Okay, at number three with the bronze medal oh of God. the Detroit Red Wings, Derek Lalonde. I have no idea what he looks like. Let's look him Wait, up. Wait, from the... No. Let me see. <laughs> Derek Lalonde. This might what be my favorite thing that? we've ever done. Photo. No. The... This is so much worse than best. <laughs> no, it's not. This, this is, is great. This is so much worse this than best. This is great. At least this is based on something. Not really. <laughs> it's based on garbage. <laughs> Derek Lalonde. Jesse's the dump the is based picture. on something. They don't have a picture on Wikipedia. He has no picture. <laughs> All right. oh, Still scored an 8.68 on the, on the scale. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this is, they're trolling. Oh, this is great. Number two. No, 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 no. Uh, what is this? Derek Lalonde. He's got, he's, uh, we're talking about facial symmetry. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. Number two. And Steve Carell played him in a movie. Uh, oh, my God. Gru? <laughs> I didn't say Gru. Steve Carell is a handsome man, and he's been in lots of movies. Number two of your Calgary Flames, a rustic farm boy, Daryl Sutter. Another guy who, if it's from the chest up, I can understand. He's, listen, I think Daryl Sutter's handsome, man. He benches the earth when Absolutely. he does Absolutely. By the way, he's gotten bigger, right? Like, is it the shirt oh, thing? Yeah. Like, he... That shirt that he's wearing that looks like it's almost ripped anyway. Like, he doesn't look like that anymore. He's jacked now. It'd be hilarious if he was, like, a low-key prankster. Today, I'm going to wear the muscle suit. <laughs> We're going to see if anyone notices. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to wear a bigger and bigger one until people say something. I would have much rather talked about the Rangers. <laughs> All right, and the last one. I wanted to talk about the Rangers. The last one. I wish you did. I wish. Alberta, never say that we don't talk about you enough, oh. because from your Edmonton Oilers, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, you didn't say Sean Keefe. I'm going to kick your ass. Jay Woodcroft, everybody. There he is. I think he's a handsome fella. I think you're a piece of shit. <laughs> you don't like this? What's wrong? I hate this bit. What's I don't wrong? know. I don't know if this well, landed, Adam. I, I'm telling you, man. It I wish, was I wish, I'm telling it's what people are. It's what the p kids are talking about. These I wish days. we never met. <laughs> I wish I never knew you. I wish I could Jay switch Woodcroft. <laughs> Jay Woodcroft, handsomest coach in the NHL. Jesse, what the fuck is that picture? Now you know. Yeah, that, that's not fair to Jay Woodcroft. <laughs> No, <laughs> you need to do the Jay Woodcroft with his pose, like that side pose that he has no, where he no. puts his hand I on want, the hip. I want everybody to sit through That's this. That's not this fair is to what, Jay. This is what Adam made us do. It's not fair to Jay. Sorry, Jay. I'm positive I've already told this story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, I saw Jay Woodcroft. Oh, yeah. We all saw Jay Woodcroft at a bar in uh, Montreal mm -hmm. for the draft, and he was standing at a pool table, and he was doing the pose at the pool table, and I was just like, ah! What's the pose? It's the meme doing the here. It's like. Have you never seen the Jay Woodcroft like, pose? You ever, ever seen that? How he's got. He's, he pops that hip, man. <laughs> yeah, he pops the shit out. Yeah, do it, do it again. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, like when you see it, temperature from Sean Paul place, like that butt. Pops. Yo, I was listening to that last night because great it song. was hard to stay awake. It's a great song. It is a great song. Um, Dusty Rock. So now you guys know. Now you guys know. Didn't want to know. <sighs> I want to go home. Okay. I don't want to continue the show. Okay. All right. I hate my life. Okay. I mean, that seems a bit extreme. No. Let's do the press conference. <laughs> the presser. 
Dangle press conference. I had fun. So that's all that matters. Everyone listening and watching, how does it feel to be worse off than you were ten minutes ago? <laughs> I think how we're does all it feel better to be for less it. than. Listen, no. no, the Battle of Alberta comes down to who's the handsomest coach. It and I guess we'll find out in the three game series they play this year. I'm so upset that you brought that. I'm going to call it the handsome bowl. I'm not. I'm going to call it an abomination. (laughs) I think it was great. Okay. Jesse, first question, my friend. Let's take a sip of water. Mm. Um, For an explanation on why they only play three games versus each other, Mm -hmm. the NHL schedule is formatted as such. Each team plays either three or four games against the other teams in its division. So they rotate three or four each year, a total of 26 games, as well as playing all non-divisional teams in their own conference three times. The remaining games of their season are inter-conference play, 32 games, allowing every team in the league to play every other team twice. So there you go. All right. Okay. Whatever they feel. But I feel like, you know, if you have more games in the Battle of Alberta, it's not a bad thing. So maybe, yeah, don't do that. Who <laughs> saw that last year and was like, "No, we need less of this." I think the answer would be whoever came up with that list. Uh, it's this odd. This is from yeah, it's odd. B. G. Jero. During a fantasy draft, I ended up looking at Minnesota's cap friendly and noticed the dead cap dropped significantly after twenty four twenty five. Do you think Garen has a plan to capitalize on the massive increase in cap space that summer? Yes. So listening to, I believe it's Elian Waugh um, on uh, 32 Thoughts, he was talking about he, his prediction, because there are a number of different predictions out there, is that it'll go up by about a million next offseason, and then it'll go up by a bigger number the following offseason. In 24? And another big number the season after that. I'm hearing, I keep hearing 25 is going to be 10 million. Right. So that, that, would, that would align with what he said. The Minnesota Wild, like, that summer is shaping up to be absolutely bananas. And can you imagine, you know, gaining $10 million? Imagine your team gaining $10 million in cap space, but for your team, it's like 22 <laughs> because yeah. it's the Wild. They're going to lose $15 million just in dead cap. It's crazy. Yeah. And, like, they're not a team that needs to have an internal cap. So I assume when the time comes, you know, you got, uh, who is it? Matt Boldy coming into his own. Kirill Kaprizov will still be probably prime at the end of that. Mm -hmm. They have uh, Marco Rossi. Minnesota Wild, buddy. Going to be making moves. Yeah. That'll be be a fun team to watch. Austin Minnesota Thews. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I hope not. But I guess... No. He's I mean, going to stay here. I yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. This is from Caden uh, FT Dub. Can we get Steve's thoughts on the CM Punk drama in AEW? Steve, have you been following this? Because uh, this has been pretty wild. I've I, been yeah. like, kind of in, in the news about it. But can you explain what's going on and your thoughts on it? So apparently this guy sucks. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what, CM Punk? Yeah. yeah. And, and he's been a star a long time, hasn't he? Yes and no. And it's a shame because it seems like he's become all the things he set out not to be. Or claimed he wasn't. So what happened was there was an AEW pay-per-view 
I think it was a little under a month ago. I watched it with uh, the Justin Fisher. Hmm. And it was good. And he, so what happened was he won the AEW world title. And then he got injured. So it fell to John Moxley, uh, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. I don't know if you remember. I do remember that name. Anyway, CM Punk comes back. He wins the title back off of Ambrose. Then at their post-fight press conference, and I don't know why AEW has these press conferences, CM Punk decides to lay into, like for real lay into all these people. Shoot, lay into it. And shoot means for realsies instead of work, which means not for realsies. I'm being a wrestler right now. So he was just being an asshole. And I don't know why. An asshole how, though? Like, in what? Was he being a jerk to the other guy, to the reporters? Like, like these guys don't know how to run a company. And oh. this guy is, you know, he's made an entire career off of my name and blah, blah, blah. He was just being an arrogant prick. And afterward, three... Guys who I believe are stakeholders in AEW. I don't know exactly how it works, but they're also the trios champions, the inaugural trios champions. So you know how there's tag teams? Yeah. They're trios. And they're huge wrestlers for AEW, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, the, the best way I could describe him is like what Sting was for our generation. Mm. So Sting was like the top guy in the other promotion. You know what I mean? Yes, and he was great. Yeah, Kenny Omega's been a star in every promotion except for WWE. And if he went there, he'd he'd be one of their top stars. He's unreal. So Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, go in and confront him. Punk's trainer is in the room, I think, and they all just start brawling. And real fight. Real fight. And like, there's rumors of like someone getting punched in the face and getting a black eye. And I think someone got their hair pulled and someone got bit and someone threw a chair and all of them were suspended. And none of them have been on TV since. And they were, they were all, they were, they were talking about, um, punk potentially getting like released from the company, but like, he's the, he's holding the title. Ooh. And they had to strip the inaugural winners of the trios title like the day after they won them. And we still don't have a resolution here. So now there's this huge power vacuum in AEW, but like they had a tournament for the championship and, and, uh, I want to say John Moxley won it back and it's, it's all the AEW drama is extremely interesting to follow wrestling right now. If you're a lapsed wrestling fan, you need to go get like a crash course in what's going on in both promotions because this is a great time to pick it back up. Um, the all the AEW drama and there's so much, uh, there's so much to unpack there. But the product is so good. The mm-hmm. in ring product is so good. And then there's WWE, who Vince McMahon isn't in charge for the first time in literally decades, and it's Triple H basically doing everything the fans want and undoing so many things that Vince McMahon has done over because the last couple of years. It had been it had been kind of lagging a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, so what as I understand it, what basically happened is there was NXT, which is like WWE's farm system, the Triple H ran and it was going great. And then uh Triple H had like a card uh, cardiac episode 
Like it was very dangerous for his life. And in his absence, the powers that older powers that be at WWE basically just (laughs) took his toy and fucked it up. Um, you know, every, uh, to get into all the minutia, but they, they basically ruined NXT. They called up a bunch of stars, uh, from NXT ruined them as well. Um, and a bunch of them left. And that's part of the reason why AEW is so good is they took all these great guys from WWE, but now triple H that he's in charge, he's brought a bunch of them back. And some of the ones he didn't have to bring back some of the ones that were there, he just basically scrubbed what Vince McMahon wrote them as. And he's like, no, 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 you're this again. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're both fascinating, fascinating. We're starting to see the pendulum swing back towards WWE. Oh, it's, I don't know about swing back. I, th- I think it's, it's swung. It's already AEW's there. Yeah. a little fucked. Yeah. Or, it, 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 but they're still, they're going to be fine and they're going to be self-sufficient, but they're very clearly number two yeah. without any real hope of being number one. It, it's, kind of unimaginable from where we were in june like yes. early june yeah. where AEW was that was the place to be and now all of a sudden you know vince leaves and triple h is there and wwe's it again it was that it was so quick it's months change and they're doing everything that all the fans want to see and you can also get caught up on the reason that vince mcmahon is not there uh which is he's involved in an enormous scandal and he quote unquote retired which, uh, no, not really, no. No, he's in big trouble for being what a lot of people sort of assumed Vince McMahon may have been, mm. <laughs> which is not a very nice man. Um, the, the most hype thing, I think, coming up next for the WWE is War Games. It should be one hell of a pay-per-view at the end of November. Yes and no. One thing WWE still needs to get away from is the they do these sham pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia called Crown Jewel. They need to fucking stop. Mm. Stop going to Saudi Arabia, WWE. And it's Roman Reigns who has been, I believe he hasn't been pinned since 2019. Mm. He's been the champion for God knows how long. Who's he fighting at Crown Jewel? In the main events, you know. know who this person is. Is he the guy from the Logan Goddamn Paul? What? He's wrestling. I Logan thought I was actually it was another wrestler, Logan Paul. It's Logan Paul in who, Saudi Arabia. Who has uh, wrestled a few times for WWE? And a lot of people had to sort of grit their teeth and and go. Oh, he's actually he's a good like he'd be the type of showman that I would think they would want. Oh, he did like a frog splash onto a table from the top rope outside of the ring, like uh, something that no one in their second match should be able to accomplish, right? Um, without breaking all their ribs. Um, but they got they got to stop fucking going on those shows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the War Games, that's not the uh, Saudi Arabia match that I'm talking about. That's Crown Jewels, the one in Saudi Arabia. War Games is happening in Boston, but War Games is the one where you have the two steel cage matches, and then you have teams, and then they have to fight to get in and out of the war, uh, matches. Yeah. Like, that's going to be insane. It's not difficult. Like, take a bunch of people who know how to do cool shit, give them an opportunity to do it, and we'll all watch and go, wow, that was cool. Yeah. Shit. That's going to be intense. Yeah. It's, I don't, I'm, I'm, it's a very, I think an optimistic era in wrestling mm-hmm. right now. Um, do we want to play Stump the Atom? Oh, Ooh. no. This is All right. from Fran.mo. Fran wants you, Adam, to name every 
F1 champion since 2000. I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, so give God, it a I, I still What if you with... rank them on hot symmetry? <laughs> <laughs> handsome. Handsome symmetry. Uh, handsome. Yeah, that well, makes I think, it better. I think it was, okay, obviously Max last year. No, no, no. no. You, we have to set a timer and you have to do the trivia. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll probably screw this up. How far back can you go? I'll try to go all the way back, but I think oh. I'm going to screw it up. But I'm, I'm going to try. Okay, and then uh, F1 champions. I'm going to do. I'll do the timer. Wiki. Yeah, you set a timer. So how, how many? Twenty. That's twenty-one mm-hmm. or twenty-two. Um, we'll give how many? Twenty-one was the last championship, right? Yes, but including two thousand, so it'd be. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. go back twenty-one years. Two minutes. Yeah. Three minutes. So twenty minutes. So that's that's twenty. So ten <laughs> seconds each. What's two hundred and and 10 seconds in minute. Oh, man. That's about 60, three and 60, a half. 60 is 180. About 340. Two, want, want to do 2.30? Yeah. Is that too much? Two minutes and 30 seconds. Two minutes? Even Maybe. two minutes is fine. Two minutes. Because oh, I'm not going to okay. get them all, so it doesn't matter. Okay, two, two, two minutes. Two minutes because I'm fucking it up anyway. Five. Two minutes on ready? the clock. Let me pull up the champions. No, we're not. All right. Adam Wild. Three, two, one. Okay, so Max Verstappen last year, Lewis Hamilton, the previous seven, no, previous four years. You got, you got to do it in order. Nico Rosberg. 20, 2020. Okay, uh, so that was, uh, so that would be Hamilton. 2019. Hamilton. 2018. Hamilton. 2017. Hamilton. 2016. Rosberg. 2015. Hamilton. 2014. Hamilton. 2013. Hamilton. Incorrect. Oh shoot. Um, is that Alonzo was the last one? Incorrect. Shit. Hacking and no. He was he's earlier. See, this is where I get screwed up. Cause I because there was like a there's a McLaren <laughs> victory from Ham- Hamilton, and then there's twenty twenty twelve. It's not Massa, is it? No. Twenty shot Villeneuve. No, what's that? Twenty twelve. Uh Hamilton. No. Uh I don't know. Twenty eleven. Don't know. Twenty ten. Ricky Bobby. Don't know. This it's the same driver for all four of those years. Oh, it's oh, it's Vettel. Dummy. It's a batch of Vettel. Idiot, all idiot. four. Yeah. Why did I think of that? And then and then before 2009, that, that was Alonso. And then before that was incorrect. Or was, or was it Hamilton Alonso before that? Incorrect. Twenty two thousand nine was not Hamilton. It was uh, Mercedes car. Okay. Uh, uh, Mercedes uh, engine. Sorry. Was it Hackenden? No. Incorrect. Forty five seconds. I have no idea. It was uh, Jensen Button. Oh, okay. Uh, two thousand eight. Then it's Lewis. 2007? Alonzo. Incorrect. Fuck me. Are you serious? A Ferrari. Mm, Massa? No. Really? <laughs> a Ferrari? I don't know. Kimi? A Raikkonen? Kimi! Oh, no, this is one. 2006? Yeah. Now it's Alonzo. It has to be, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And 2005. Right. And then before that... Uh, 20 back, back Yeah, 20 yeah back Alonzo. to... Alonzo. So, so we're at, what, 2000 what now? 2006 was Alonzo. 2005 yeah. is... Alonzo? Yes. Yeah. 2004? Is I think that's Hackenden. No, damn. Eight. We got one driver. <laughs> you got one Schumacher. driver. Michael Schumacher. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like you asked me to I, Schumacher. Yeah, that's like asking me to do Stanley Cups. I still I can't. It's two thousand eight. That's always the one. Yeah. Here's what happened. <laughs> I I stopped paying attention to sports a little bit uh, when I got into radio because I would have to work from six p.m. until like two a.m. And so you kind of miss <laughs> everything, right? <laughs> You yeah. miss everything. For a couple of years there, I missed it all. I remember I did the evening show. And, and you I, would just have your idiot friends hang out in the studio. That's right. You? And I'd have, I'd have the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, new guy, Phil Kessel, on the TV when they wow. started Zero Eight and Fun. 
So it wasn't, that wasn't bad. Adam. That wasn't great. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad either. I, f- I feel like I'm, I'm mad about the Hackenden thing. Did he win? Yeah, you kept going Hackenden, Hackenden. He didn't win. In, he won in 1999. All right. <laughs> so it wasn't even within the range, really. Okay. For. It was close. <laughs> All right. It was one year off. <laughs> I liked Mika Hackenden. I loved his name. Was it and, Hackenden? And David Coulthard. Hackenden. And- I think it was Hackman. Yeah. Is it a jackal? It's a jackal. Was it Rolf, Rolf Schumacher? It's a jackal. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Damon Hill was great. See, I, I was like, I was that era. And then I kind of lost it a little bit and then came back to it. You're talking about the 90s. Yeah. I was then. I was. That's when I first got into it. Yeah. Damon like, Hill was 96. So I started watching in like Monaco 97. Like that's when I remember the first race I can remember. So that's. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. You know, you go in and out with things. Um, Fun times. Well, listen, don't ask me to do trivia. My memory's terrible. Just terrible. Okay. If you ever do hockey trivia, remember, always rely on Steve for that. <laughs> it's difficult. Have you ever, if you ever, we ever played trivia games and I'm like with Steve on something, I'm like, I'm going to contribute about 10% of this. Nah. Ah, maybe. That's not true. And it's That's mostly true. true. Yeah, I'm wow. terrible at trivia, man. I'm so bad. You're good with 90s leaf stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed. Yeah. I was part of the Buds Club. Were you ever in that? No. So the Buds Club was the Leafs kids official like club and you paid like 10 bucks and you got some stickers and a book and and like a program or something like that. I wanted stickers and a book. Yeah. Even a little patch that said I'm a member of Buds Club. I don't know if I, I probably still have that somewhere. Yeah. I have a Junior Jays flag. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. No. No Buds Club no though. Buds Club. All right. Well, listen, we're going to wrap this Buds Club up this episode. Look out for Le Grand Pipi. Coming out later today, or it's out already? It's out. It's out. The PP is out. The Steve Dangle podcast does not endorse the list of hottest coaches in the NHL. My favorite player is Mick Abruzzese. Hey, and you could leave that comment on my YouTube channel. (laughs) Fuck. The Steve Dangle podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.